Today's guest is Dr. Laura Brayton. A little while ago, I discovered her podcast called Well-Adjusted Mama, and I started listening to some of the episodes, and I was really impressed with the quality and range of information she provides to mums-to-be and those with little ones. I reached out to her to offer to provide her listeners with advice on how they can use homeopathy in their lives, and I was featured on her show. And when I found out that she uses homeopathy herself, I jumped at the opportunity to have her as a guest on my show as well. So Laura is a graduate of New York Chiropractic College and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She holds certifications in chiropractic pediatrics, Webster Technique for Breach Presentation, Sacro-Occipital Techniques, Craniopathy, Bioenergetics, and she's an advanced level practitioner of Nambudaprad's Allergy Elimination Technique, NAET, and also the Tuplet Technique trainer. So she is the owner and founder of Hoboken Family Chiropractic and Wellness in Hoboken, New Jersey. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Laura Brayton, and you can visit www.drlaurabrayton.com for more information on her podcast, Well Adjusted Mama, and also her preconception and fertility courses, The Brayton Birth Method. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to hang out with a lovely chiropractor all the way from New Jersey, Dr. Laura Bryden. Welcome, Laura. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so lovely. I had the privilege of being on Dr. Laura's show recently. She has got an incredible podcast called Well-Adjusted Mamas, and it's been running for quite a few years now. And it is a show that I recommend to a lot of my mamas-to-be and pregnant mamas because you cover such a wide variety of different topics and things that mums wouldn't even think of when they're pregnant to think about. So I love sharing your podcast with them because it really just piques their interest and gets them thinking about so many different things. Can I just ask you, how, what made you decide to start this podcast? Yeah, that's a great question. So I started Well Just a Mama in 2014, and I don't think podcasts were quite as popular back then. And it was a stretch for me because I loved being able to do interviews and I love that concept, but I was like, I have no idea how to start one, right? It felt like very <laughs> overwhelming. So, you know, a friend has suggested that it would be a good way to put myself out there and kind of build my brand. And I felt very passionate that all the education and empowerment that I was doing one-on-one with the women in my practice in Hoboken, New Jersey, I could then share it with women living anywhere in the world through a podcast. So I figured out how to do it and I started and it has been such an amazing journey. I have like over 160 episodes now on my podcast and all different topics regarding fertility, preconception, pregnancy, birth postpartum. And now as a mom of a four-year-old son, I've even kind of grown into parenting because that's really a most of interest to me. And it's all kind of that continuum of, uh, of a woman's perinatal life. Mm. One of your favorite episodes, um, I wasn't going to mention, but I just have to mention it was chiropractor that you spoke to. He was one of, I think your mentors or one of your educators, and he was mm-hmm. talking about developmental milestones and what's normal versus 
you know, what we see these days. And that episode just resonated so much with me because, you know, a lot of these developmental milestones are being taken off the charts these days and so many things are missed because of that. And that's something I see in my practice all the time in my clinic. And there's these 18 month old babies that, you know, little bubbies that are not walking and they're Mm. being told it's developmentally normal to not walk at 18 months. So that's a whole other topic in itself, but I just wanted to say, holy moly, that was one of my favorite episodes. It was so good. Thank you. That was Dr. Marty Rosen, Common versus Normal. It came out just maybe a couple months ago, fairly recently. And he is an amazing craniopath chiropractor in the Boston, Massachusetts area. And I learned a lot from him. And he is very passionate about this topic because it's not okay that we're essentially taking the shifting the curve of what's normal to accommodate delays and not really acknowledging that our children are struggling and need help. But we're like, okay, well, we're just going to move the curve so that they're normal. And then they don't get the care that they need, right? Because Mm. now it's like, oh yeah, your child's 18 months. They're not walking. That's okay. Well, no, that's not okay. There's something going on there. This child needs help. And our job as parents and as healthcare practitioners taking care of children is to help support that child where they need extra help. Mm -hmm. I could very easily turn this podcast into a completely chiropractic podcast because I am passionate about chiropractic and working with chiropractors. When I had my clinic in New Zealand, it was in a chiropractic clinic. So I worked very closely with the chiropractors there. Then when I moved to Perth, I was in a chiropractic clinic here and the chiropractors left now, but we're working very hard to get another chiropractor. And so I love chiros. I love what they do. It's just fantastic. And I just want to say with your show, you were very lucky to get, or not lucky, I don't know, maybe you just have some magic tricks up your sleeve, but you had the amazing homeopath Miranda Castro on your fourth Mm -hmm. episode. And it took me until my hundredth episode to get her on. So yeah, you would... (laughs) You that just fell into my lap. Yeah, that was amazing. She's mm. an amazing homeopath. Oh, she is. So knowledgeable. Mm. She has several books out there. I have them in my lending library. Yeah, they're right. That was a great episode because I am not a classically trained homeopath, but I really value homeopathy and, and using it regularly in my practice as a complex homeopathics, as well as in my home. And she taught me so much. And that's also what I want to mention What I love about doing podcasts. And I'm sure you can agree. I learn something new from every single guest I get on the show. So it's so cool that when I'm doing this, it's a topic that I probably, you know, know something about, but then I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that. It's like every time I'm learning all the time with these interviews. I completely agree. Now, when were you first introduced to homeopathy? So that's a good question. I don't really remember using homeopathy when I was a kid, although I was under chiropractic care and we had a holistic lifestyle. Um, but I do remember that I became an NAET practitioner, which is Nambuda Prize Allergy Elimination Technique around 2008. And so I was listed on the NAET website as a practitioner and a referral. And the rep for this company, Complex Homeopathy in their line called Energetics, their New York City rep called my office and said, I'd love to come to your office and teach you about our line. They have a line of complex homeopathy. They also have herbal remedies that are in tinctures as well as capsules. And they have some nutritional supplements. They have a couple of Bach flower remedies. So it's a pretty comprehensive line. And I like that they had all types of remedies within their umbrella. Mm. 
And, um, and I had never heard of them and I didn't really know much about it, but he came to my office and what he was understanding is that anybody who's trained in NAT knows how to muscle test because that's part of the technique and therefore could be a great fit to become a bioenergetic practitioner. And essentially that's what I did is I went through their program and not only learned how to put together a customized remedy protocol for an individual patient who's having, let's say, some chronic health issues in specific different organ systems, but how to use homeopathy, herbal, and nutritional supplements together all at the same time for that specific patient. So that was a whole, like, I mean, that was a couple years of training and learning that and learning their line and learning how to apply it. And it was just very fascinating. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. And essentially um, use that pretty regularly in my office. And I like because I don't have that years and years of classical homeopathy training. I don't have to necessarily know all the individual remedy names, but like energetics is like, okay, this, you know, here's their line of no sods. It's like there's the chem cord if the person is having chemical toxicity and if their symptoms and and things match that, then I'm going to muscle test and see if that remedy resonates with their body to help them detox or they're having a viral or bacterial or parasite infection. And then I put it with a tone, like a drainage. So it's like, do they need some lymphatic drainage? Do they need something for their liver drainage, kidney? So these are kind of like, they make it easy with the label. And I know like, okay, that's kind of the family and they're all the homeopathic ingredients in there are uh, meant to do an acute lymphatic drainage or more of a chronic degenerative lymphatic drainage, right? And then they have their sarcoid line, which is like the past. So like the person is depleted with their adrenal. So I'm going to put them on the adrenal path to help like give their body that blueprint for healthy adrenal tissue or their thyroid or their endocrine system. So or their ovaries. So essentially it's helpful for me that I didn't have to do all of that study, but I can still grab and then quickly with my muscle testing, no, yes, this is the remedy that person's body needs now, or no, it's not. Maybe it will show up a few weeks from now because that's what's cool with bioenergetic testing as well is we're peeling back the layers of the onion as their body is going through that healing journey. Mm -hmm. And I put together this protocol, muscle test a specific dosage, and then see when do we need to recheck? Is it three weeks from now, four weeks, five weeks, and then repeat that process. And essentially the remedy protocol will change because their body is no longer the same body it was a few weeks ago. So now maybe some of those remedies are no longer needed and new ones can pop in or the higher dosage will decrease to a smaller dosage. So that's been a lot of fun for me to explore that and and learn a lot over the years. And then as a mom, I've used a lot of um, homeopathy in my home as well. Our first pediatrician dabbled in homeopathy. So like when he was having, when he had his tongue and lip tie revised with laser, he was only two days old. I I was like, I'm not going to give him an NSAID. Um, So I gave him Arnica, the pellets, and I just put it in his little baby mouth. (laughs) Um, And over the years, other remedies that have come in, you know, he was having some car sickness and things for his immune system. So it's been Mm. really fun to kind of play around with that. And I have to say, I use them a lot with him more so with him probably than even myself, because it's so safe. 
I give my husband some homeopathy from time to time to, to help him out with his pain or whatever's going on. And having a four-year-old boy, uh, you know, if nothing else, you end up using a lot of Arnica, that's for sure. <laughs> Arnica. Topically, I use topical, I have a gel and I'm using that topically on his knees and, and you know, wherever he's bumped and bruised. And then if he's had a bigger injury, we'll use it internally as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I always, anyone who listens to the intro of the show where my little, you know, well, not so little, she's seven-year-old daughter says, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. <laughs> so I feel like today's episode is just, I'm really excited about this, you know, because it's going to be challenging people's minds a little bit about what homeopathy is and just how far we can push this and just expanding people's minds a little bit, which is what I'm constantly trying to do with this podcast. And I know you, you're probably the same with your podcast, just trying to get people to open their minds, to see different possibilities, to just expose them to more different things. And so that's why I was so glad when you said about the bioenergetics and how you use it and just to show people that there's some more ways that we can use homeopathy and there's there's more places that it can be incorporated in. Like in your case, you said you haven't studied the years to become a classical homeopath, but you can include it in your clinic in other ways and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the all the NAET that you already use and the kinesiology that you can actually muscle test for all these things and then, you know, prescribe a remedy from there. And your and it works, yeah. <laughs> you know, it works. I mean, that's yeah. the bottom line. So it's like, I know it seems kind of like anti-homeopathy where you have a bottle <laughs> and it's like 10 different homeopathic ingredients. And I yeah. might throw a couple of those into a patient's protocol at the same time. And that's crazy, but it works. So I just keep doing it. Yeah. After a hundred episodes, I don't flinch anymore. I don't think there's anything anybody can tell me about homeopathy that will surprise me anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> And of course, you've got a pediatric and uh, pregnancy practice. And I guess that's also why bioenergetics probably really works for you because you know that it's safe in pregnancy and with little bubbies where often supplements are not. Can you tell us a little bit about that side of things and the types of people that you work with? Yeah, totally. So it's interesting with the bioenergetics because if I'm doing a really in-depth type of cleanse, I'm not going to be doing that with a pregnant woman or a baby, right? But what's cool, so I can kind of modify as needed. So let's say it's somebody like a young professional coming in who's having some autoimmune issues. So they're going to, we're going to really do a deep dive and help support their body, clean it out and, and rebuild it, so to speak. Um, and um, so I have those types of clients, but then I also have the pregnant women, ideally at preconception, they are mm. not yet pregnant, mm. then I love doing a very deep cleanse with them. And that deep cleanse would involve all of the type of supplements together. I do them on a, we have a 28 day cleanse. So they're doing like a vegan protein shake that has a lot of anti-inflammatory ingredients, a lot of liver cleansing, kidney, gut. So we're getting those major detox pathways moving. And then also supporting any, let's say if there's any hormonal imbalances, then helping to support them with that as well and getting their, essentially their endocrine system back in balance and hormone levels normalized. So that's fun to do with a preconception woman, because I know we're not only setting her up for success with her ability to get pregnant in a more easier fashion, but then her vessel where she's going to be making a baby is going to be healthier and less toxic. You know, Mm -hmm. we're getting the heavy metals out, chemicals, pesticides, any other toxins from our environment. We're helping her body clean that out. So when she's creating that baby, there's less of a toxic load. So that's awesome. But if the woman's already pregnant, then we can certainly use some homeopathy during the pregnancy. And what I love is 
you know, at least in my area, I mean, if they're working with a midwife, then they might be getting some homeopathic suggestions. But if they're with a, the traditional OBGYN, they're, they're not giving any recommendations around this. And essentially mm-hmm. it's very sad to me because it's like, well, I can't prescribe a drug to you because you're pregnant. So you're just going to have to live with your morning sickness, the rest of your pregnancy, or you're going to just mm-hmm. have to have heartburn for the rest of your pregnancy or back pain or whatever. These common pregnancy symptoms are essentially that they're telling these women, you know, once you get birth, you, you, these symptoms are going to go away. So just hang in there a few more months, you know, and it's like, uh, that's not okay. No. These women don't have to suffer with these symptoms no. during their pregnancy. They can thrive. They can feel amazing. They can have energy. They don't have to have pain. So that's also a big part of my chiropractic is addressing their alignment because Mm -hmm. that is really the quickest, safest way to help them get out of musculoskeletal pain is chiropractic adjustments. It also helps with baby going head down in the third trimester. So around 32 weeks or so, if that baby is not yet head down or vertex, then we definitely recommend them getting their pelvis adjusted, specifically the tailbone so that um, because the uterus attaches to the front of their tailbone and that can create that intrauterine constraint or breach transverse position baby. And at least in the US, that is essentially a scheduled C-section if that Mm -hmm. baby is not head down. So we get that pelvis in alignment. We balance the parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system for that pregnant woman. We don't push on the belly. It's super safe. It's not going to induce labor. It's not going to harm the baby. 85% of the time that baby turns and goes head down because the mom's pelvis is now balanced and she's then able to um, go for a vaginal delivery, which is certainly going to be a better way to to give birth if possible. Right. Mm. Um, So it's very rewarding to be able to help support women that are really wanting a vaginal delivery, but then have this preached position baby to help them get to that other side and then just help them feel good and not have back pain, not have neck pain, not have headaches, uh, leg cramps, um, these types of things. I am just like profusely nodding my head as you're saying this because I went to my chiropractor religiously throughout both my pregnancies and then straight after pregnancy as well to make sure that my tailbone and my hip and everything was back in alignment because so often, you know, once the baby's there, we look after the baby, but we don't look after ourselves. And if yes. you are not back in alignment, it can create so many issues down the track, which you, you know, don't have to don't have to suffer if you just go and see your Cairo for, you know, a few sessions after birth to make sure everything is in alignment. But the postpartum care is huge. mm, And in my office, we do diets, right? So we have mom come in after birth, as soon after birth, if it's a vaginal delivery as she wants to, I've had women come to my office on their way home from the hospital. So essentially two days postpartum. And then we schedule the baby and the mom back to back. So we do a wellness check for the newborn and then we get mom's body alignment. If the mom had a surgical birth, we have to typically wait two to four weeks for her incision to heal so she can be comfortable laying face down. But I've had women come in earlier than that because they have such horrific neck pain and headaches. And then we just know that we're going to adjust them laying on their back and we can't do the full body, full spine adjustment until their um, incision is more healed, but we can certainly work on the upper part of their back and neck and cranial adjusting to uh, relieve their headaches and neck pain um, until they can go face down and we can do everything. Mm -hmm. 
when you talk about babies, I just get goosebumps. I love, I love babies, other people's babies. I've got my two. I don't want any more, but I, <laughs> so it just made me think about this cool post that homeopath Patricia Hatherley did today. And there's apparently this, uh, odorless hormone or something that they've now discovered. Scientists have discovered that is released from babies' heads that if you smell it reduces aggression. And it was saying how we should all take our beanies off of babies and just smell them. And oh my gosh, I love the smell of babies. So I, I mean, you get to see them pretty young. I see them yeah. a little bit older sometimes, but oh my gosh, do you just like smell all of them when they come in? <laughs> I smell all of them. And especially when they're really fresh out of the oven, like we're no. talking few days, few weeks, like they're yeah. just so fresh. It to me, when I'm doing that adjustment on that baby and it's mm. so gentle, it's so light touch. Right. Mm. But I literally feel like a direct connection to God, which yeah. I don't experience that when I just an older baby or anyone else. It's like you literally have God incarnate in your hands and it's like very magical process. And the babies typically sleep right through the whole adjustment. Sometimes they intuitively will push their little, their head and neck into my finger to help um, get things moving quicker. I mean, like we're working together as a team. This is not me like, oh, I'm moving your bone back into place. It's like, no, let's get the stress off the nervous system so they can thrive. Right. And we know with babies, especially if they had more of a traumatic or straining birth, it will impact their alignment. And then what we'll see with those babies is they might have latching challenges. That's a big thing that we see in our practice. And that means they're going to have feeding issues, even sometimes with the bottle, right? So, you know, they need to, all they need to do is feed and poop, poop, pee and sleep, right? These are the, all babies have to do. And if they're struggling in any of those areas, if the baby is not sleeping well, if they can't poop well, if they're constantly in that fetal position, uncomfortable, irritable, crying, then that baby has stress on their nervous system and chiropractic can really gently unwind that stress off that dura, off their nervous system so that they can relax and their brain can then essentially tell their body what to do, what autonomic mm-hmm. functions to do and set them up for success. And we see that you know, when babies get seen right after their birth, they are definitely going to then tolerate tummy time much more effectively, mm-hmm. which then helps with their rolling, their crawling, their sitting, their walking, all of those milestones that you had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. will progress in a normal fashion on time, as opposed to having delays when we can help support their alignment and their nervous system function. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh, I just, I can tell that you're just passionate about babies as well. Just, I, yeah. I just feel if we can get that preconception, pregnancy, birth part, right. Everything just flows on so much easier after that. And we can just prevent so many mental, emotional, physical, spiritual trauma. If we can just get that stage, right. Hey. It's a big deal having yeah. that empowered pregnant mom going into an empowered birth experience. Mm-hmm. She will be, I remember after my birth, I was on the top of a mountain, like literally the highest I've ever been. I felt so powerful after giving birth to my son. I was, it was a beautiful water birth at home. And that experience literally shaped who I am as a mother, even to this day. And it will for the rest of my life because even, you know, certainly like after the birth, I had breastfeeding challenges. My son had tongue and lip tie and we had challenges, but I was able to navigate those challenges in a, an empowered way. 
and get it addressed. Um, you know, it's like he was two days old. I'm like, we're getting this taken care of. He's getting his craniopathy, his chiropractic, his body work, because I don't have to suffer with bloody painful nipples and having to pump and nurse and pump and nurse. I'm like, no, we're going to figure this out. It took us a few weeks, but we got there instead of like months. Sometimes I don't see these moms until two, three months after the birth. And they've been really challenged with breastfeeding and, or they gave up already because Mm -hmm. it was so hard and they didn't get the support that they needed and they didn't know how to do it and they weren't getting the answers they needed. So as an an empowered mom, you surround yourself with people that are going to help support you. And part Mm -hmm. of that support is help you navigate, like, this is who you need to go to, to get where you want to be. Right. And understanding it takes a team, right. To support Mm -hmm. you. Um, during your pregnancy, birth, and even after. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of which, uh, tell us a little about your online courses. So you've got uh, some for fertility and preconception. So where can people sign up and what sort of things do you cover in the course? Yeah. So if you check out my website, drlaurabrayton.com, that's D-R-L-A-U-R-A, B-R-A-Y-T-O-N. I'm really excited about some of my products and courses that I launched there just in the past year. They're all fairly new. The Brayton Birth Method is at this point a preconception module. My hope and dream is to grow it into more of a, also a pregnancy and postpartum module as well. But right now it's a 16 week self-paced course. It's everything you need to know, ideally around three to six months before you start actively trying to get pregnant of how to prepare your body and mind and spirit for becoming a mother, essentially, which I believe starts even before conception is as soon as you feel that calling to become a mother, the process has already started. And we can take an active role and not only um, enhancing and improving our ability to get pregnant so that it's easier, but also once again, creating a healthier baby, because we can work on our epigenetics with our egg and the sperm before they fuse and become baby, we can actually optimize the type of genetic material that we're passing along to our baby by ourselves and our partners doing this type of work, which is what my program goes through. Like I said, on all the different levels and doing work on ourselves, especially like at a spiritual level, like reconciling our relationship with our own mother or even generations of women in our history This is harder to do once we're pregnant and especially once we have a baby. Like we're when you have a newborn, your life is consumed with that newborn. And that's not the time to like be like, I'm going to work on my spiritual development, right? (laughs) So you're a little more in that survival mode. So preconception is just a beautiful, magical time to really take the time to work on yourself and do that deeper type of work. Mm. And then I also have a fertility ebook that gives information on how to enhance fertility. I have a a one week environmental detox. It's like a one week excerpt from the whole program to just help clean up your environment to then help detox your own body. And then I have my documentary, which is my own personal pregnancy and birth story, which just shows me kind of putting the Brayton birth method into action through my own experience. Wow. Is there anything that you haven't covered in that course? It sounds very holistic. It sounds like you've ticked all the boxes. <laughs> it is. What I haven't covered is what to do during pregnancy, what to do after birth. So that's still coming down the pipeline. Stay tuned for that. But I really, well, you got to start at the beginning. And I think mm-hmm. what's interesting is I was looking into creating a preconception program you Google it, you look out there, 
there was like, I thought actually I had a team like looking into this. They found somebody in Australia that was talking about doing this work preconception. But in general, this is like, nobody's talking about it. It's Mm -hmm. like people, women are like, okay, I'm trying to get pregnant. I'm trying to get pregnant. It's not working. And now they're looking for fertility support. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like, I want to work with that couple before they even start trying. They're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I want to start trying in a few months. And what can I do now? Mm. And part of that certainly could be genetic testing as well, but it's so much more than that. It's really about addressing your lifestyle and really like living your life. Like you're already pregnant, not Mm. like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking when I start when when, when I'm pregnant. It's like, no, you're really cleaning your body out and, and doing all of the things as if you're already in this healthy pregnancy, because that's what you're wanting to create. That's what you're wanting to call in. Mm. And it's really elevating the consciousness of women as they're be preparing for motherhood. Because then I do believe once you're pregnant around the fourth month of pregnancy, that's when you're calling in the soul of your baby. Mm. And as women, as a collective, we can actually elevate the consciousness of the globe by doing this work individually on ourselves. Amazing. And I love that you said ideally the couple should do this course three to six months before conception because I just finished reading um, the period repair manual by Lara Bryden. This is the most amazing book and I'm just like recommending it to everyone. It's called the period repair manual and it's Lara Bryden. And it was funny because I was reading it as I was being interviewed on your podcast. And so I was kept on thinking to myself, just don't get the names mixed up. <laughs> but she said that it takes uh, in a book, it takes three months for this ovarian follicle to, you know, before it ruptures. So actually the follicle that is getting fertilized was started being created three months ago. So it's not actually good enough that you just spend the month beforehand fixing mm-hmm. up your diet. It really needs to happen three months beforehand because that is when that follicle starts developing. And it's only three months later that it will reach, have the opportunity to be fertilized. So that three oh, month yeah. window is really important. And I love that you've got the spiritual side of it and also, you know, healing your own trauma from your own childhood, even before that, because I also feel mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you're covering all that energetically you're actually clearing all that stuff on all those levels yes. before you go into this you know conscious conception which is yes ideal. it's really I mean, ideal to clear before if you don't it's never too late never too to late. do this yes. work you can even do it after you already have your child you can continue to do your work to be more mm-hmm. of a conscious parent and that will impact your child's development and their subconscious development but Ideally, yes, preconception is the time to do it. And then it is very much a conscious conception that's occurring. And I mean, that's just so beautiful. If we can have more of these conscious conceptions, you know, it's crazy though, back to that follicle. And I would, I want to say three to six months is for an average woman, but Mm -hmm. if a woman is very overweight and very toxic, she might need longer. I mean, she Mm -hmm. might need a year to do this prep work. So obviously everybody's a little bit different. But what's really crazy is our eggs are completely, as women, are impacted by our grandmother's lifestyle while she was pregnant with our mother. Because as we know, all of our eggs are made while we're a fetus, right? We don't make eggs once we're born, unlike men who can produce sperm for the rest of their life. So the quality of and quantity of our eggs are impacted by that grandmother's lifestyle. Mm. Mm. And it doesn't mean if our grandmother had this crazy, you know, smoke and drink and whatever lifestyle that we're doomed, but it does 
it is indicative that we might need to do a little more healing on ourselves because of that experience and that exposure, Mm -hmm. because our mother's eggs, which is what made us 50% was impacted by her mother's lifestyle during Mm -hmm. the pregnancy. So this is really important to recognize that this can be even multi-generational. Yeah. I mean, that's completely trippy. The first time I heard that my mind was blown and uh, it's, I mean, we're, we're all connected, not just people living right now, but past generations, like it's all connected. It's just this beautiful web of, you know, consciousness. And the more you become aware of it, the more just magical and beautiful it all is, but that can turn into a whole other podcast. So yes. <laughs> um, it was so lovely to chat with you today, Laura. Can you, now I have to think Laura, not Lara, <laughs> Lara Pride is so my Laura, so you had your website uh, domain on before, so drlaurabrayton.com and um, hobokenchiropractic.com, I think you had as well. Hey, is it Hoboken Cairo, yeah. If you go to drlaurabrayton.com, you can see my practice. If you're in the New Jersey, New York area, you see my podcast, Well-Adjusted Mama, you see my courses. So you can just click on the tab that's relevant. And also if people are interested in potentially investing in the Brayton Birth Method and doing the preconception program, but they'd like a little more information on my website. You can also sign up for a free 15 minute call with me to just chat more about where you're at in your fertility preconception journey and then recognize if this is a good fit for you. Amazing. Have you got any final message that you want to leave our listeners with who are thinking about uh, conceiving or are already pregnant or have a little bubby? Yeah, I would say, you know, I have so much admiration for women that choose the motherhood path because it does require a lot of work. It's not easy, but it's such a blessing. And I feel like, you know, I look at my own experience of like the birth. I felt like it was like 20 years of meditation in one moment, right? When I gave <laughs> yes. birth to him. And now even um, as a mother, how he is uh, just really reflecting back to me areas mm-hmm. that I still need growth and development. I'm so grateful for that opportunity to be a mother and to be and to join with uh, the collective of women that are choosing that path as well, because it really is an honor, a privilege, and it's women and mothers that are literally going to be leading the way for elevating our consciousness and peace and bringing peace to the world. We are the ones. So continue with the work. (laughs) That is a beautiful message to end us off on. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you.